welcome we're live the young jerks mike crawford here special co-host tonight lauren pespiza hey everybody we started early because we we got so much we want to get in tonight so we just said let's get this going let's get it going right now primary tomorrow oh wow this is really exciting because I feel like it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like deja vu for us, Lauren. <laughs> I know. It's like prime time, primary time. I'm actually more excited. I've been more excited about like local politics in the past few months than I have been in a while. So Me too. I'm excited. You know, I, a lot of people know me from the cannabis work, but a lot of folks also know me, know us, the Young Jerks, for the politics, the local politics coverage um we kind of backed off on a lot of things over the last even like you know since covid and just a lot of ups and downs and kind of wondering what we're gonna do and we're back we're back in like such a big way i've been saying that and i know it like tonight is a perfect example and we're just diving into an election season that we really kind of behind on we didn't interview many people we got some folks on but tonight we may break a record like we've done shows when we've had so many candidates and campaigns call in. We, we, I don't know. I'm going to keep track. I'm going to keep a tally on how many campaigns and candidates and elected officials call in tonight because we're expecting quite a few. And we want your phone calls too. 978-560-3155. We want to know who you're voting for tomorrow, Tuesday, in the Massachusetts primary election. We know who we're voting for pretty much at this point. We've announced... Uh, some big time endorsements, some local races. Uh, definitely want to highlight some of those. Uh, and maybe some of the races we're not so much endorsing, but you know, how we feel. And I'm endorsing different... races I can't even vote in. There you go. We too. <laughs> but I'm also endorsing races I can vote in. So, yeah. We're, and I'm getting a lot of candidate calls, which is great, and text emails and just asking for votes, which is, exciting I, I don't remember it being like that 10 years ago where candidates would actually call you on the phone and want to have a conversation like this is an exciting time i think I, I think people need to be a little more optimistic about our state you know our state of affairs and democracy it's easy to be pessimistic it's easy to think the system's rigged and often it is but i have found so often the people can have a say and a direct change on policies we look at cannabis <laughs> that's true so many things and, and lauren you mentioned on twitter tonight we're so close on so many yeah things so let's push and tonight i want to say right off the bat we're endorsing the four women jenny armini uh diane slavitt bayless holly titcomb who is a current uh, elected official up in swampscott i believe she's the chairman of the select board up there and terry toro who's a union organizing in Marblehead for the town workers. These are four exceptional women. Jenny is a, like a professional, she's done all kinds of things. She's a professional speech, speech writer for two different governors in the past. Uh, Diane Slavitt Bayless is a well-known activist locally. She's worked on uh, anti, you know, uh, gun control legislation. She works with the moms. Uh, she's awesome. And again, Polly Titcomb, uh, she's all about transparency. She's a single mom attorney uh, in Swampscott. Serious person. She's on the select board currently. She's been on the finance board of Swampscott. These are highly qualified folks. And you also have Terry Toro, who I mentioned, who is the union organizer. Again, 
very serious person, eighth Essex state rep race. There's six candidates. We weren't going to endorse anyone, but we saw some things happen up there that we didn't like. So we're endorsing the four women and vote for any of the four women. Uh, we don't know who's going to win. I don't have any polling. So vote for one of those women. The women are the exceptional candidates. They deserve your support, I believe, after this campaign. Uh, the Young Jerks, myself, we're endorsing them. Uh, Lauren, do you want to say anything about, you know, you, I'm sure you've read about some of this. Is this going to be like the new North Shore squad? Well, only one of them can win. You're endorsing, wait, what are, you're, yeah, wait, only yeah. one of them can win? Yeah, only one can win. So basically there's This is all for eight Essex? Yeah. So this is unusual for us. because That's usually a huge we primary. Pick, usually we pick one candidate or no candidates. Oh, I but, thought you were doing a bunch of different districts. Jeez. Oh, we are. But this is the main one I want to talk about to kick off oh. the show. Yeah. Okay. Eight, all right. Because this is an open seat. Laurie yeah. Ehrlich is the current state rep. She got uh, kicked up to the federal level. So this is an open seat. Uh, we weren't going to endorse anyone because, you know, it looked like six good candidates. Uh, but after some of the things that have come out, you know, and I want to go negative. Uh, you know, I think they're all fine people. But I just think that the four women, so the hardest thing for me is deciding which of them to vote for. Vote for, for one I, of the women is the that's point. That's it. It's, it's <laughs> okay. basically it. If, if you're looking at the Essex district, I don't want to say, you know, pick. I don't want to pick one of the four women on this because – they're all exceptional, and I don't know who needs the votes. I don't know who's going to win, you know? So what if I pick the wrong one? So just vote for the one that you feel is the strongest of the four. You know, that's what I'm doing. I, I will say that I'm probably at this point, I I've pledged to her. I like her a lot. I'm Jenny Armini, that's who I'm going to, you know, pull my, you know, vote for. And I think that, number one, she's run the strongest campaign. I think she has the best chance of winning out of the four. But I, I again... I love all four of these women. It's it's so hard to make a decision. So again, we're endorsing all four of them. Vote for one of them. Jenny Armini, Diane Slavitt Bayless, Polly Titcomb, or Terry Toro up in the 8th Essex State Rep District in Swampscott and Marblehead. We actually have one of them. Would you want to take a call from one of them right now? Yeah, sure. Diane Slavitt Bayless just showed up in the stream. Let's see if we can get her on right now. I think we have our maybe on audio. Let's see. Uh, she has, to, oh, there she is. Yeah. Diane. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for this opportunity. So Thank I you just for wanted calling to, um, tell you quickly about my campaign. Tomorrow's a big day. Um, I live in Marblehead with my family and, um, I'm running for state representative because we have a lot of work to do on issues that matter. And I have the experience, skills, and the passion to get the work done, um, I'm a full-time immigration attorney, and when I'm not doing paid work, I'm a volunteer for a national nonprofit called KIND, and what I do is I give free legal representation to unaccompanied children. I just got status, actually, for an 11-year-old Honduran boy a few weeks ago, and also, um, I'm a surfer. I love the ocean, and that's why a big part of my focus is on the environment, um, and with just one day left. I would love to kind of differentiate myself from the rest of the candidates. Um, first of all, I have been a lifelong Democrat. Uh, my first job out of college was with the Democratic State Committee. I worked on their staff for six years. And then um, I've worked on countless Democratic campaigns. I've been an alternate 
to the National Convention. I've been a volunteer at the Democratic National Convention. Um, and I also was an intern on Capitol Hill for both the Democratic House member and Senate member. So I've never wavered on my Democratic values and I'll always have and always will never waver on them. Another difference is, um, unfortunately, someone close to me passed from gun violence. So um, what I did was I got involved and um, I joined the Mass Coalition to Prevent Gun Violence. I joined Moms Demand Action. And when the red flag law came up before the state legislature, um, I ended up speaking before the Joint Committee on um, Public Safety. I spoke at state house rallies. So when that law got passed, I consider that one of my biggest accomplishments as an advocate of And I actually um, am the only one in the race who's had this experience as an advocate on Beacon Hill who has successfully advocated for stronger gun laws. Um, and I also have something unique to bring to this race. Um, I was chosen as a as a cast member of a PBS documentary. And what it was is um, it's called Divided We Fall and people can Google it if they want to watch it. But we did this about three years ago and the producer picked six Democrats and six Trumpers. And um, we went through essays and interviews. And then when I got picked as um, one of the Democrats, I found out there we were going out to Western Mass on a farm for three days. And I thought, wow, I better know my stuff that I studied and I knew all my facts. When I got there, they totally disarmed us. They gave us um, seminars on active listening. They gave us seminars on empathy. So when we finally got together to discuss the issues, we had a totally different perspective. And believe it or not, we all had the same priorities. We just had different ways to get there. And so this producer did this experiment because now he's in the process of bringing this across the country to different state legislatures. And since I have the experience and skills already, I would love to be his ambassador to Beacon Hill. Awesome. It's, I mean, I, I also want to mention since I'm in this district that I've seen a lot of, you know, the full women that I mentioned uh, working very hard for this. And you actually were one of the people I referenced earlier. You called me earlier. Yes, so I did. I was you've knocked on my, my door. You, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> working. You are work. And I've seen you like I drive around town a lot. I see you walking. I see you knocking on doors while I'm driving by you, you and uh, Jenny Armini are definitely, and Terry, you're you're working hard for this. Thank you. Yes, um, I've always believed in a real grassroots campaign, and um, it's also how I built my um, platform for the race. So, talking to voters, I put together what's most important, and it has been so fulfilling. I've learned a lot. I've met so many people, and. Um, you know, tomorrow, um, win or lose, I've I've had a great experience and I've learned so much. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the community, the state. Thank you, Diane. Thank you so much. That's Diane Slavitt Bayless. She's running for Massachusetts State Rep in the 8th Essex District up in uh, Swampscott and Marblehead. You can vote for her tomorrow in the primary. Thank you so much for calling in, Diane. Thank you.
Lauren, we have another call. We got someone else waiting too. Already, already. Yeah, right. we got a great one too. I think this is going to be a good one. She's running for, and we, we got phone calls coming in. It's oh man. Yeah, I know. You need a, you need an operator. I know. <laughs> I'm producing my own show, and it's funny because the phone thing. I turn off the the ringer. It's still ringing because I got to do. I don't know. It's this is new for me. <laughs> but let's bring up Virginia. She's running uh, for for sheriff, Essex Ooh. County Sheriff. Nice. Unlike uh, most like people who run for sheriff or become sheriff, she's not like a former politician. She's not she's a former. She's not the current sheriff. She's not a former cop. All right. She's a All licensed, right. I believe she's a licensed social worker. She's oh, a, I know yeah. she's an artist as well. So nice. I'm really excited about this one. Let's bring her up. What's up, Virginia Lay? Hello. It's nice to see everybody. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to you. And you're running for sheriff of Essex County right now. You are absolutely right. I am running for sheriff of Essex County. I'd be our very first female sheriff in the county's history and only the second in the state. Wow. Who's the first? Oh, Andrea Cabral. Is that the first sheriff? Yeah, that's so you'd right. Be the second one. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a, the first one in Essex County, which be huge. It's a pretty Who big are you deal. Running against? What I, I'm running against the incumbent. The I'm the only challenger this year. Uh, there's nobody on the uh, Republican side of the ticket, which means that by uh, hopefully not too late tomorrow night, we will know who our next sheriff is going to be until 2029. And why should people vote for you over the incumbent right now? Well, because the job of the sheriff, as much as we might have that old Western movie in our heads with the, you know, 10 gallon hat and riding around on a cowboy uh, as a cowboy kind of on a horse. The job of the sheriff in Massachusetts is human services work. It's the work of rehabilitation. And when people go into the justice system, you know, they hit different parts of the justice system as they move through what I consider kind of the relay race of um, criminal justice. They will, you know, interact with law enforcement, they will interact with the courts, and then they will interact with potentially the sheriff's department. And that is the place that that's the person who runs our jail. The county jail is run by the sheriff. And the county jail is the place where people are supposed to go to not just take responsibility for what they've done, but also to get better so that when they come home, they're in better shape than when they came in. And that is one thing that as a county, we have really struggled to do well. Um, and our recidivism rates have uh, kind of uh, told the tale of a very stagnant system that has been very uh, glacial at best in terms of progress. Um, and we have seen our recidivism rates for five out of the last six years remain stagnant at 47%. And only this year, uh, in the most recent reporting period, which of course conveniently comes during an election time, have we seen a slight, slight, slight drop in those recidivism rates. Uh, but they remain in the 40s. Uh, and um, to me as a clinician, that is absolutely unacceptable. Um, we should have 
recidivism rates that reflect the work of rehabilitation and a culture of rehabilitation and successful reentry. And as a clinical social worker, I've worked in Lynn, in Brockton, in detention centers in Massachusetts, in Mexico. I have worked with people who are victims of crime and perpetrators of crime. And I know how recidivism works. I know what reentry takes and I know how to make it successful. Awesome. Lauren, you have something you want to add, I'm sure. <laughs> well, as a, you know, uh, from personal experience, I wonder if it's really the job of the uh, sheriff uh, to help folks with re rehabilitation as uh, you know, it's, it's generally having to deal with a sheriff's department is a forced uh, situation. Are you open to, letting people out of your care into the care of rehabs faster. Uh, I know there's a lot of great new programs opening up on the North shore. Um, I'm trained as a recovery coach and, uh, you know, get a lot of job offers, uh, in that area. Uh, you know, basically you're as a sheriff, you'd be in the criminal justice system, which I don't believe is capable of handling rehabilitation for people since it's still a cage. Um, so, I mean, are you planning to, you know, work with, the actual, I guess, what nice rehabs in order to help people in recovery? Absolutely. So the thing of it is that a social worker's job is not to try to respond to a situation that doesn't exist. The social worker's job is to meet people where they are. And what we know is that our justice system is very broken. And most of the, many of the people, um, well over half of the people who are incarcerated today in Essex County um, have substance use disorders, have mental health disorders. And perhaps if they were getting treatment and support for those kinds of issues, they might not be in the situation that they are uh, today. We also know that, you know, uh, many of our state hospitals were de-institutionalized with, with little to zero plan for people's aftercare and for how people were going to be kind of supported as they came back home. And that is sort of all rolled into what we have when we have our situation today where our jail in Middleton, which is designed and built for 550 people, has over 1,100 people at any given time. Mm. So it is in all of our best interest to make sure that people are getting the kind of care that they need, where they need to get that care. Um, and as the sheriff, it is partially my job, it would be partially my job if I were elected um, to help to make sure that if people are um, engaging with the criminal justice system because of nonviolent reasons that have mostly to do with their mental health and their substance use, then we should be trying to find them alternatives to placement and the jail. However, it's important that the human services work of caring for people behind bars absolutely be done by a human services professional and by people who are committed to making sure that folks who are spending time behind bars, whether that's awaiting trial or whether that's serving lower level sentences, that those individuals have access to the kinds of evidence-based treatment that we know helps people and doesn't send them home in worse shape than when they came in. People so deserve- would you be okay with medication-assisted drug treatment? Uh, I am not only okay with medication-assisted drug treatment, I'm deeply troubled by the current administration who had to wait until he was sued by the ACLU 
in order to actually honor the evidence that those of us who work in the healthcare field have known for decades um, is a science-based uh, and, and, and clearly effective way of supporting people as they move through their journey of recovery. Um, not only that, but our current sheriff, when chief of police here in Lynn, um, was quoted in 2014, uh, uh, discouraging and being uh, and advocating against any community organization who was providing Narcan to people who struggled with substance use. Oh, man. Now, this is yeah. for those of you who do not know what Narcan is. This is a life saving drug that can be used to reverse the effects of an overdose. And our current sheriff stood against providing that drug, that medicine to people who were in the throes of addiction because he said it would enable them. Mm. And not only that, but he was the last emergency response team in the city to even give it to his officers after fire department had it, after the ambulance department had it. So when we talk about glacial progress towards are you still there? I think we might have lost Virginia Lay. Oh, that was so good, though. It was. I like her. You can see why we're endorsing her. Yeah, she's I'm all about it because right. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's back. You're back. Sorry. Yeah. You know, this is why um, $230,000 in legal fees later, thank goodness, we have medication-assisted treatment at Middleton Jail. But not only should it not have taken $230,000 of taxpayer money, but it also shouldn't have taken however many uh, of those people who didn't get access to treatment right. and the, the really grave consequences that come as a result of that. Your sheriff, as much as you might not want to have our jails, we have a jail and it's here and we need to have a sheriff who is actually ready um, to take on the job of making sure that people leave well, not worse. Thank you so much. Um, I agree. You can see I mean, why we endorsed her. I yeah. mean, you're, I'm asking everyone, vote for Virginia. And, am I saying your last name right? Is it Virginia Lee, Lee. 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 Virginia Lee. Virginia Lee. All right. Vote for her for Essex County. Uh, oh, I, I, it says DA on here. It's it's actually sheriff. Excuse me. Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. I gotta, I, yeah, my <laughs> banner. My banner I don't is have wrong. a law degree, so. Yeah. I, I got to change that banner right now. But for Essex County Sheriff, this That's is important. Exactly right. In charge of the prisons, like we we really, I, I could think I, of. I, see I think all the sheriffs that makes me so bad have to go. Yeah. So yeah, and especially when you talk about the uh, the drug issue, because I have friends, and, and Lauren's been in jail uh, for drugs. She checks all the boxes you're talking about, and Lauren is like one of the best people we know. Uh, she's doing really good. I'm glad you're doing so good, Lauren, Lauren and Rod. Um, but. It's like one of my friends, a couple of my friends, they'd still be on the street on heroin, on opiates, if they didn't have those uh, w those different drugs that they're taking that are legal to get them off. It's just oh, crazy yeah. that you would block that when we see so many. You just go talk to people who are in recovery. It's just it's it's there over and over again. Everyone in recovery basically agrees at this point, I think. How better than overdosing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, what's so interesting is, and, and this is just testament to the fact that when people um, 
are able to connect with solutions that make sense. It doesn't matter what political party they're in, they get on board. I mean, I have broad support for my campaign from across the political spectrum because the reality is that whether you are concerned about offenders, whether you are concerned about victims, whether you're concerned about fiscal responsibility, all roads lead to having a human services professional running our largest treatment provider for mental health and substance use in the county. And when people ask me the question, oh, but does you know putting money into substance use and substance use treatment um, actually end up you know resulting in any benefit? People just cycle through, blah, blah, blah. No, the National Institute for Health came out with some very conservative numbers that they shared about exactly how much we save when we actually invest in people's preventative and early intervention care. Um, every $1 that is spent on substance use treatment saves 4 to $7 in loss of property alone and legal fees and court fees. And when you add in the healthcare savings that we uh, institute for our system, the savings go up to 12 times that $1. So absolutely, we should have our leaders, especially those who are in charge of making critical decisions about what kind of treatment options are available to people while they are incarcerated. Those people should not be lagging on the back end of justice. They should be trailblazing ahead of everybody else about That's what right. we're doing 100%. to show up for our most vulnerable people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling and spending time. Good Absolutely. luck tomorrow. I'm voting for you. Thank I, you. I, we wish you the best of luck. We encourage everyone to vote for you. Virginia Lay for Essex County Sheriff. That's uh, it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Good luck. Wow, we can't wait. We got two other uh, candidates. Your phone's off. By. Your phone's you, like. <laughs> yeah, and our phones ran off the hook. Let's bring up. Uh, oh, actually, we we have all three of the other Essex County candidates. Oh. Waiting in the green room. Let's bring them up in order. The wait. We're gonna start with Terry Toro. Then we're gonna bring up Jenny Armini, and then we're gonna bring up Polly Tickcom. Hopefully, this is amazing. And my phone's still ringing. Let me turn off the ringer again. I don't even know how to turn off the ringer. What's up, Terry Toro? Hey, how are you, everybody? Good. Great to have me here tonight. I'm so excited to be here tonight. But I have to be honest with you. I felt like vomiting all day today. So oh, no. <laughs> well, with the election tomorrow, it's just getting a little bit crazy. I bet. Yeah. A little so, stressful. Um, yeah, it's, it's really stressful. And, you know, the last few days have been interesting in the campaign as we all are, we're all aware of that. But um, yeah, so, you know, I'm running for 8th Essex District. I am a coalition builder, a skilled negotiator, and a voice for the people. i um, been dubbed as the bulldog for my union members. I'm a union leader. I love you. And um, a member of the North Shore Labor Council in uh, Lynn, a member of the Marblehead Democratic Town Committee. So um, I'm kind of famous for battling that battle up at the transfer station and um, bringing that to light, the $6 million missing and my union members being in rat infested um, buildings and a live electrical wires. And Dangerous. so, you know, I've pretty much been going toe to toe um, with in speaking truth to power for about a decade now as union leader. So I want to bring it to the state house and try to see what I can do up there. For what I was <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, this yeah. is funny. The phone, the, the phone is taking over my life right now because I don't know oh, how to turn off the ringer while I have it on Bluetooth. It says the ringer's off, but it just keeps going off. So right. sorry. No, no, no problem. I mean, just a, a tiny bit of background on me. I don't want to take too much time for everybody. I know there's a lot of people out there waiting to talk. Do you want to um, comment on you know any of the kind of controversy or even like I, uh, how I do. We, you know, why? I mean, we we've endorsed you. We've endorsed the full women in the campaign. I don't know if you want to comment on any of that. Yes, I think that's fantastic. Um, we all got together and discussed after Senator, a, a sitting U.S. senator endorsed a 26-year-old kid that just graduated from law school, hadn't passed the bar exam, um, has absolutely, has not had a full-time job even, um, and has similar views than the rest of us. We're all Democratic candidates. We all believe in the environment. We all believe in the fair share amendment. Um when that sitting U.S. senator jumped in and we were literally told on the phone by his chief of staff that it's because, oh, the senator's known him since he was a kid. I don't think anyone else has said that, um, but I'm going to say it because it's it's dirty pool and I don't like it. I you don't know, like it either. Fighting against right now is, no. is this kind of stuff. I don't like it either. And yeah. uh, I, I like Ed Markey, the senator. Uh, we had him on the show. We interviewed him. It was great. Mm -hmm. but I'm disappointed. It's like, he didn't need to get involved. In no, no at all. Just stayed out of it. I agree. Yeah. You know, um, the thing is, you know, he was just saying he, what, two years ago, he was going after his young Kennedy opponent saying, Oh, he's, he's Very riding much. on his name and it's, you know, he's got no experience. And, and then he turns around and, and, you know, endorses this kid. I'm like, what are you doing? And you know what? Joe Kennedy had a lot more experience than. Uh, right. And he had passed the bar exam, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And he so, was a sitting yeah. uh, U.S. congressman. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. Right. I really vote for him. Him. But uh, I thank you so much, Terry. <laughs> All right. Good well, luck thank tomorrow. You. All right. And thanks so much. Thanks for endorsing. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. For everything you do for workers, too. We we love it. I'll keep doing it. Win, 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 lose or draw tomorrow. I'm going to keep advocating for everybody. So. That's what, I, and that's the thing. I think you know the big takeaway. I know all four of you will be absolutely, and no we've all four to talk to each other. And whoever wins, hopefully, it's going to be one of us. We'll help each other. You know. Thank you so absolutely. much, Terry Toro. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye bye. On the ballot tomorrow for Massachusetts State Rep. Uh, let's bring up Jenny Armini now. She's uh, another one. She she's. I see her again. Not I walk dogs around town, right? So I see her knocking on doors around town. What's up, Jenny Armini? Hello. Yes. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. We're very excited to have you. Uh, I'm very excited you, to be here. I have to yes. tell you the funniest story. I was on. Um, I was knocking on doors last night on the Swampscott Lynn line, and I went up. It was like almost dark and I went up to this door and I'm so tired and I knocked on the door and the woman comes and she's like hey and I'm like whoa great and she goes are you the Grubhub person <laughs> it's like, no I'm sorry um I'm running for state rep um can I talk to you about that <laughs> and she very nicely listened to me and I wished her, you know, have have a good dinner. And we said goodnight. But 
that's where we are right now in this race. I am the Grubhub candidate. <laughs> that's not all you're known for, though. I mean, you've done quite a bit of work. And you have like one of the, you know, I, I just driving around town. I see your signs are everywhere. Oh, that's good. I'm glad yeah, I mean, you, you must that. be seeing them too, right? I am. I am. I've, I am so lucky that I have a community of really amazing supporters. And I think you just heard from Terry Toro how lucky we all are to have such great candidates in this race. Terry is absolutely right. We, um, we support each other and we don't look at each other as enemies in this race. Whoever wins, we will, we'll have their back. And um, I think that's really rare and it's really important. You know, I've been in politics a long time. I worked on Capitol Hill, I worked on Beacon Hill, but we have, we've managed to, um, to really enjoy each other. And I think that's, that's rare. And you've got some really quality endorsements. I've, I've received mailers and people I know who yeah. are awesome people endorsing you. So congratulations on your awesome campaign. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everything you do and good luck tomorrow. Thanks. I need it. Can you believe we're here? It's I amazing. Can't believe it. I feel like I've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> And so you must, how many doors have you knocked? I don't know at this point, thousands and thousands and thousands. But you know what? That's the great thing about this race. I've met so many cool people. I've met you. I've met Terry. I've met people I've never, you know, Polly. I've met, it's, it's pretty special. And honestly, running for office is hard, but it's a privilege because in, think about it in whatever and what other endeavor do you not walk up to somebody's house, knock on the door and be like, Hey, can I talk to you about something and have them not call the police? This is really rare. <laughs> if they do call the police, you're okay. Like it's legal. Yeah, to, well, to... Depends on what they call the police about. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does happen sometimes. It does. <laughs> not but, with me, not yet. Yeah. Not you. Thank God. So I, I, again, I want to thank you so much. Jenny Armini is thank running you. for Massachusetts state rep in the Essex, eighth uh, Essex County. Uh, vote for her tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, anything last words you want to tell people why, just, why they should you vote? Know what? I just want to thank you. And I want to thank everyone in the community who has worked for me, rallied for me, supported me, cheered me on, honked their car horns. It's just been a great experience. So thank you. Thank you so much. Jenny Armini yeah. from Massachusetts State Rep. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Can't wait to vote tomorrow. We also have Polly Tickcomb. Let's bring her up from Swampscott. We got more people calling too. We got the whole uh, eighth Essex yeah. to get through. Uh -oh. Do we have her up here? Uh, Polly Tickcomb, are you available? I am. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm just. Um... You know what? It didn't. It didn't go through on my uh, desktop, so I'm just gonna do it from here. Oh, you. you Any Armini for the moment, but I'm sure it'll be. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. So tell us why people should vote for you. We endorsed you. We're very excited that you're well, running. Thank you so much um, for that, and I definitely want to spend um, a lot of time, uh, as much as I can, talking about that. So basically. Um, I couldn't agree more with what Jenny and Terry have said. It's been a great experience. Um, it, there's been a lot of camaraderie. It's been great getting to know such wonderful 
candidates. Um, I think just um, as a quick pitch, what separates me is um, that I am the only candidate that has experience as an elected official um, and and also in municipal government. So I've spent the last nine and a half years volunteering in Swampscott uh, Municipal Government as an elected member of town meeting that whole time. I spent five years on the finance committee and I just finished a three-year term on the select board and left as chair. So I just, the importance of that is, um, obviously it's a commitment to a community, but more so um, just the knowing the ins and outs of um, municipal government and how the statutory authority of municipal governments, the relationship legally of the government to the state government, um, the needs of the district, um, how those needs are weighed, you know, the competing interests and and the budgetary process is very similar um, to this to the state house. And just in terms of differing personalities and, um, you know, having to negotiate and wade through that and build respect, but get stuff done. So that is um, why I think I am qualified, the most qualified um, for this job, although um, I have been saying that for so many months and I just want to um, I just come back to um, my appreciation for the joint endorsement here today. Um, and I appreciate the opportunity to fit in a plug. But, you know, I think the great thing about this race and about um, these, the, the women candidates, especially in this race, is just even though we're competing against each other, you know, if there is some truth that needs to be brought out that's bigger than all of us, you know, we come together and, um, and, and just kind of call it out for what it is in a very fact-based, you know, detached way and um, and work together. And I think that's certainly, I think I, I have no doubt how we would all operate. Um, you know, if, if we were legislators, we, we need to make change, we need to get it done, but you build, you build a team um, and do it that way. So I was really excited um, about that opportunity and um, and, and, and your joint endorsement, I just think it's great. So um, we, I really appreciate that. What I, what I do want to say, too, is what really um, is special to me about this is that I think there is an appetite that's becoming more vocal for, um, like, enough already. Just can we do this with, I could not be a more, you know, um, average like not average for like oh for me but um i'm what i mean is i'm just a, you know i have life challenges and i want to bring those challenges it's not just about me it's about the clients i serve it's about the people i talk to and and let's get real we have serious challenges um we we all need to address them we all suffer from them um we need to just put aside what is so bad if we just see what happens if we let go of control of this generational control over the legislative process and just elect some other people who might not have the wealth behind them or the connections behind them and the world won't fall apart. And we'll, I, I actually think we're gonna be better off for it. So I appreciate that you're, um, you know, you support the statement that we put out. And um, I just wanna say if I ha can take one more minute. Sure. Um, that you know, I, we had sent this as a press release to the Lynn item, and the item did not um, print it as a press release. They um, printed it as a letter to the editor, um, and then later had two other articles where it was very diluted and quoted in part with a totally different thesis of their own from their article, which is fine. This is that press release that we wrote about the endorsements, um, and then of course the you know the pinnacle of all of that was the cover page written by the chief editor himself, where 
um, where you got the name, which I love, and we love the fearsome foursome, <laughs> um, but it was meant mockingly. And that was used as a title to an article written on the cover page by the chief editor of a newspaper that we are dependent on to get information out to the public. I don't even know where to start with the levels of problems with that whole scenario, not to mention that our press release never even made it as a press release in the paper. But um, it is extremely disturbing. And the other thing is to quote that, that that foursome came from an article that was published online where we were called, that we sounded shrill yes. and desperate. And those, if there's a sexist comment out there, shrill is a sexist comment. You, you And so, and it was in a sentence that talked about feminism. So to quote that in that article, to quote the, to use the quote from that article that used those same comments. And then I'm sorry, it had a threat at the end. I hope this doesn't come back to haunt them. I, and I'm using this because I don't have time to write about it, but it's very disturbing that, you know, how dare we speak up about basic facts that are public information devoid of emotion, unlike how I'm speaking right now. And we're, you know, and this is kind of what happens as a consequence. I hope that there's independent media out there that can cover issues, forget our race, any, all issues. This is so symbolic, right? And I appreciate you bringing this to um, the attention of your show and letting us speak to it um, very much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done as, uh... In the town of Swampscott, we've seen you doing transparency work, which we're all about. Mm -hmm. So you've done amazing. Uh, Thank you. I, I wish I could vote for all four of you. This is like ranked choice voting. <laughs> yeah, is this like, a, I this really want it. I want to vote for voting? all four of you. Yeah. This so, is exactly, this is a perfect example of why we need ranked choice voting, right? Yeah. yeah. There we go. We're all on the same page right here. So um, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. That is Polly Tickum. You can vote for her tomorrow in Swampscart in Marblehead uh, in this uh, state rep district race. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good thank night. You, We've got some other great people on the line too. Uh, and we wow. Our phones are right off the hook. I mean, we're going to try to call some All of right. these people Let's... back, hopefully. But uh, who do you, I think we're going to go to, to the Lieutenant Governor. Oh, yeah. Candidate. Let's make sure this works because I'm a little worried. Hello. Hi, Dr. Tammy. Can you hear us? You're on mute. You got to yeah, hit unmute. unmute. Let me see if I can do Thank that. you. Perfect. Hey. Hi. How are you? Our phone's right off the hook. Rod is right. I have to take it off Bluetooth right now. I want to ask people if you're listening, don't do the phones yet. We're going to take your phone calls in a little bit. Uh, go ahead, uh, Dr. Tammy. I want to make sure I say your name. Is it Govea? Govea, yes. Thank you for, tell us why you're running. Yeah, uh, so I grew up in the city of Lowell. I uh, saw while growing up in the city of Lowell, just a lot of uh, financial struggles in my neighbors and friends. I saw a lot of racism and just a lot of challenges um, through the 80s and 90s when I was coming of age. So I became a social worker. Um, I've been a social worker for 25 years. Along the way, I became a single mom. I have two kids who are now 21 and 18. I've been a state representative for the last four years. And I got into this race because I have seen in my own life as a single parent and as a social worker, as well as as a state rep, just how we are making it so hard 
for people to get access to basic services um, like transportation and housing, mental health care, child care. So I got into this race 15 months ago um, because I was incredibly frustrated and concerned with the continuation of a privatized response to a global pandemic uh, that was, again, contributing to leaving people behind, particularly uh, black and brown and low income folks. So I got into this race 15 months ago and I have been prioritizing uh, throughout the race and will prioritize as Lieutenant Governor, the health, well-being and dignity of every resident as we tackle some of the big issues that we're facing. So that's why I got into this race. It's about health, well-being and dignity of every resident when we're making policy decisions up on Beacon Hill. Thank you so much. And we're, we're speaking to a Lieutenant Governor I, I'm I'm so behind you on this. My family, you know, is from Acton Boxborough. You are not our um, uh, elected official, but you know, I've seen. No, she you is. Know. You're a state rep, right? You. Yeah, but our state rep is a uh, uh, Dan Cena. Oh, yeah, okay. we have so, a district. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I've seen you co-sponsor as bills uh, that mm -hmm. over the years that you know I've supported and been like really excited about. So it's almost like I don't want you to leave. Um, Fair. Really, really gonna. <laughs> everyone's gonna vote for you for your lieutenant governor, and I want to know who you want to take your seat. Oh yeah, I'm very agnostic in that position. Okay. There are really, really great choices. Um, I I have known Vivian through just you know, being in, in the town of Acton, I've come to know Simon a little bit through his race. And then Pat Wojcic, who's also running uh, in Chelmsford. I've known her since I've uh, been in the seat as the state rep for the last almost four years. So I think uh, the, the 14th Middlesex district is in uh, phenomenal hands, regardless uh, who, who gets elected. Okay. Cause I've been very proud of you and Jamie Eldridge and dancing. You know, it's like, even though yeah. I come from this weird suburban place, uh, you all have done amazing. So. Thank Happy you. to vote yeah, for you, strong, for Lieutenant Governor. Thank Thanks for you, yeah. thanks for coming on. <laughs> of course, yeah, strong, strong progressives. So, yeah, yeah. And I know uh, this is you know, there's another candidate of the race that's very strong, has a lot of backing. She's a mayor. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of us like her. I like her personally, but I'm endorsing you as well. Uh, tell us why people should vote for you tomorrow as the number one choice for Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts. Yeah, so I have a vision for the position. Um, I don't hear that there's really a vision uh, from the other candidates to meet the moment that we are in. We are in a housing crisis because we haven't been investing in housing, but we also haven't been passing regulations and legislation to ensure that housing that is being built is able to be afforded by everyday average people right here in Massachusetts. You know, I keep hearing about people in places that used to be affordable, Attleboro, Brockton, um, some places out in Western Massachusetts, that people just feel pushed further and further out of the state. And so we can't just say we're going to build our way out of the housing crisis. It's so much more complex than that. So I believe that I have the right skill set to work collaboratively with people with lived experience, people who face uh, insurmountable barriers sometimes, and subject matter experts to get at the root causes of the big issues we're facing, like housing. Um, so I have a vision for five working groups that I want to form uh, to address these big complex issues. One of them is housing. I, I jumped right into that one uh, as an example because it is the big one that um, I hear about regardless of where I am in the state. 
want to form a working group to tackle um, economic and racial justice as it relates to the climate crisis um, and making sure that we are not leaving anybody behind as we move quickly towards adopting new technologies that people with access with uh, to information about heat pumps and solar panels and electric vehicles, those folks will be able to afford those items sooner than our low and moderate income families, than a lot of our family members living in gateway cities. So we wanna make sure that we are accounting for racial and economic justice as we tackle climate change. The third working group that I have a vision for is around mental health and human services. I hear over and over again, uh, all across the Commonwealth that people are strained in being able to go back to work because they have a loved one who's an older adult in their life and they don't have the kind of home care that they need, or they have a child with disabilities that is approaching age 22 and they're aging out of programming, or they simply just can't get access to mental health services. Um, so that's the, the third working group. The fourth is around childcare. Uh, we were 25,000 workers short of what we needed in the childcare sector even before COVID hit. We know that COVID has decimated um, thousands and thousands of spots all across the state. It's really putting a strain on folks being able to also get back to work. And then the fifth is COVID response and recovery. And again, making sure that as we recover, that we are uh, putting um, economic justice at the center and making sure that uh, our black and brown business owners and our black and brown families are also getting their fair share of um, economic recovery dollars, because we know that hasn't always been the case uh, through the COVID response. So making sure that we are addressing those five critical issues, and then of course, transportation as well, um, and really pushing and advocating for those, those pieces. So that's my vision for the position is partnering with uh, Governor Healy on these, but also making sure to put equity front and center uh, whenever I'm in the room, whenever I have somebody's ear, uh, whenever we're talking about a key policy, making sure that we are putting people first and that we're not leaving anybody behind. I think that's why this lieutenant governor is so important is to have that voice, to have that voice to the governor. And a plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knows what they're doing. That knows, yeah, like, I didn't even system. know what they were supposed to do, but now I know what you're supposed to do. Thank <laughs> you, doctor. Yeah, of course. And having, you know, um, you know, you mentioned Mayor Driscoll. So I'll just, you know, highlight her for a second here. Uh, you know, she touts her her ability to connect with municipal leaders as as a fellow mayor, but not every community has a mayor. Um, in fact, most communities don't have a mayor. And I believe the best way to really be a partner to our municipal leaders, whether you're talking about select boards or you're talking about city managers or mayors is to solve the big problems that they can't solve themselves. Our, our municipal leaders cannot solve the childcare crisis or the housing crisis or the mental health crisis. That has to come from state partners who know how to do the work, who can roll up their sleeves on day one. I'm the one who can do that. Thank you so much. And I'm voting for you tomorrow. Thank I know you. Lauren is too. Yep. <laughs> and my whole family. We're, we're endorsing <laughs> you. We're encouraging everyone to vote for Dr. Tammy tomorrow for Lieutenant Governor. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. And thank you for the endorsement. It means a lot to us. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Good luck tomorrow. All we'll right. Turn you on. Thank you so much. Polls are open at seven, close at eight. Make sure you get out there. You will be there. Thank you. Uh, we got some great calls. We also have another call coming. Uh, I want to mention we're taking phone calls, but not yet. 
we're, we're missing a lot. We've missed probably a dozen calls already. Wow. 978 is our phone number. You've already beat the record then. Yeah, well, I, I lost track of how many candidates. We had four, five, <laughs> six now. Number seven. Let's do it right now. We got uh, running for Essex County DA. Oh. Here's our pick. James O'Keefe. I would say James O'Keefe. That's a crazy name. No, James O'Shea. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I was like, wait a sec. (laughs) Yeah. Not not James O'Keefe. That guy's a creep. James O'Shea. He's much better. He's experienced. He's an attorney. What's up, James? How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm sorry. I um, confused the dates last night and I actually called Mike after eight o'clock after I had left the Greek festival in Lynn. I'm just glad to be with you both tonight. And I finally got it right. albeit a little late. I'm lucky number seven, I guess. Yeah. And I was glad to take the call. I was actually, it was, I'm crazy. I was working. Like I was actually coming from a party, going to work and then go back to the party. Like that's my life. Like I just, I'll do a call and still go back to the party. I I hear you. I've been telling people since I started running for office that I I had already had a 60 to 70 hour a week job running a law practice. And I decided to add another one. So I was leaving an event when I, uh, when I reached out and realized I was late. So, so speaking of that, because you have lots of experience with your practice, tell us why people should vote for you tomorrow for Essex County DA. My, my um, slogan, if you will, is experience over politics, Mike. Um, I've been doing this practicing law for 25 years. I grew up in Lynn, Mass, and I took um, right out of school. I became a bar advocate, uh, working, representing people, indigent, the indigent community in Lynn um, for reduced fees. Um, So I've really had a lot of hands-on practice. I was able to learn the courts, but at the same time, managing my private practice Um, I've been to all different courts throughout the Commonwealth. I've seen what's working. I've seen what's not working. I put together a very simple four-point plan um, to start off with based on the things that I've seen in other counties that are working and the things that that we're really not doing well here in Essex County. Uh, At the top of that list, if this is public information, if you just go to um, one of the mass websites You can see that in Essex County, we're filing what are called 58A dangerousness motions, trying to hold people without bail at an alarming rate. Um, We filed these in Essex in the fiscal year 2022 at a rate of 1,106. The next closest county, I believe, is Bristol at 601. We're filing the same number of these in Lawrence, 392, as all of Suffolk County. So just think about that for a second. That's All crazy. Of Suffolk County. That yeah, that's Boston. So for people that don't know, that's Boston, Somerville, Cambridge. I mean, that's compared to Lawrence. Like that it, should not be. No. And, and, what, and what we know, what we know from talking to people at the Dream Network and what we've seen and the, the other statistics are that there are a disproportionate number of people of color in Essex County that are being incarcerated at a, at a very alarming rate. People in the Latino, Latina community are being incarcerated at an alarming rate. There is absolutely a correlation between these two things. And I can tell you, as uh, somebody that has been frustrated by this over the past decade or more, um, that most of the bar advocates, most of the defense lawyers have looked at this and have known this, this sort of dirty secret for a long time. And it's about time somebody does something about it uh, to address this social justice issue. And I'm the candidate that will do that. Um, my opponent is seeking to expand these, if you can believe that. Um, and so, 
you know, this isn't a panacea, but this is definitely a step in the right direction to try and right the social justice wrong. Um, some of the other things that I've seen as part of that four point plan, when I go into other counties, they have immediately available discovery. They have their computer systems up to up to date. Uh, they give you protected password protected files. In Essex County, we're so far behind the time, we're still using DVDs and CDs to exchange information. They're sending me PDF files that aren't protected by passwords that could be hacked. Or And some of this information is, is really uh, sensitive information. There are names, dates of birth, social security numbers. Some of it is public record, but some of it is is uh, needs to be protected. I'm not even sure that Essex is currently up to the uh, code standards of the CMRs. I recently talked to my IT guy, and we're going to bring that right up into up to date uh, as soon as I take over. Um, one of the other things that I've talked to the people in the community and, and a bunch of community activists about are the U visas with regard to um, undocumented immigrants. What these visas are, is there um, a, an opportunity for someone who's undocumented, undocumented, who's been the victim of very violent crime to be able to adjust their status? And in order to do that, they have to have an authority sign off. And in this case, the district attorney qualifies as that type of certifying official. And um, these have been lagging behind in Essex, but they, it, it, and it's so obvious that this has happened um, because the legislature addressed this a little over a year ago by passing chapter 258, um, 258F. And what that law says is because the, the DAs were not doing a sufficient job of this, they've imposed uh, time limits of 90 days for them to review this from when they're submitted because they were clearly lacking. They were, giving, uh, they were given some lag time to be able to do this up until, and it didn't go into effect until this July coming. Uh, so in July of 2022, they really had to start addressing this. I'll bring my partner, who's an immigration um, super lawyer designated by uh, Mass Lawyers Weekly as such, um, and he'll address this. He will be the certifying official under that statute, which is now basically required. Um, you have to have somebody, you have to have an immigration division and someone in the position to be able to do this. He's the best person I know in all the Commonwealth to be able to do that. And that's we're going to start that right away. The last thing or one of the last things I'm going to do is another issue as well. Um, but uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But the last thing of the four points that I would talk about is we've got to give some discretion back to the ADAs and the sessions in the district courts. Right now, the main office, including these 58 A's, has a stranglehold on on these young professionals. And they're not learning anything. They're given a paint by numbers approach. They're dictated as to what to do. And that's only to protect and insulate the main office and uh, in terms of reelection. And that's not right. That's not justice. And, you know, one of the things that I want to do this for is because how can I evaluate the talent around me? How can I evaluate these young professionals if they're not left to make some decisions? It's not strictly an evaluation based on wins and losses. You have to be able to see whether or not they're making good decisions and what leads to them making good decisions uh, to be able to train them. I was recently um, given the honor of a, an endorsement from uh, the Lawrence Eagle Tribune and the subsidiary papers, including the Salem Evening News. Guys, I don't know anybody at these papers. I've never run for office. I'm not connected to these people. I don't have any insider information. I don't know any of the people there. They made an honest evaluation of me and my experience. And one of the things that they said was attorney O'Shea is in a much better situation than his opponent to evaluate and mentor these young lawyers. And 100, I have 100 and I, I have more of a uh, knowledge of Paul Tucker, the 
other gentleman running and I chose you. And I, <laughs> I did the same evaluation. There's not even a doubt. James O'Shea, we are, we, Young Jerks have endorsed you. I've endorsed you. I want people to vote for you in Essex County. I tomorrow want to change for district attorney. From, from the old DA. And yeah, I want to mention that. We covered too. cases, you know, with Blodgett and, you know, we on our show, like Shimmy's case and everything. And, you know, I want to ask you about that. Let me let's ask a question on that, Lauren. Okay. That's where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. There was a case. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the, the Shimmy case. I am familiar with it. If that had happened under your watch, what would have happened? I think you have to take every single case on a case by case basis. I've had the opportunity to speak with the um, Swampscott PD and that. I don't think it's an easy call by any stretch of the imagination, but the videos don't lie either. So if you see the video and you can see that one party, you know, that there was a racial component and that one party was at fault and one party was not, um, my understanding is that the, um, the lady in the video was the aggressor is how that, how that ultimately turned out. Um, they they tried to hold him for dangerousness at showed. an arraignment. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's typical. That's, that's, the office, <laughs> that's that. No, and it shouldn't. And that's the office <laughs> MO. And that's why that's at the top of my priorities in terms of changing that. That is the number one change. Um, you know, the, the key difference aside from the fact that I practiced law for 25 years and my opponents never practiced, never tried a case, never argued a bail, never argued a motion, never to my knowledge appeared in court on uh, to represent anyone has only been in court as a police officer. I mean, that tells you really all you need to know. You have to be in the situation to be able to evaluate these cases. Um, and we're going to do it on a case by case basis. So we're not going to, you know, a lot of what the main office that you're seeking to change now, they look at things, uh, like I said, as paint by numbers. If it's a certain charge, then we're going to do a 58A. That's not right. That's not just. Um, and to ask to have him held under those circumstances with that video uh, without bail is is really uh out of bounds um that that won't i can tell you that won't happen in my uh with me as the district attorney we won't be asking if you have a video this is what i mean you got to have your adas be able to assess all the evidence if they're looking at a video that shows that the other party was an aggressor there's no reason they should be compelled to file a 58a okay and they won't not on my watch um i can tell you Last thing I, I can tell you from dealing with them, how many I can't even count how many times they've said to me, I'm sorry, but I have to. And that's not just 58 days. That's you know, this is a lot of what they're doing. Um, and I'm not alone. You don't have to take my word for it. You can ask any bar advocate who works in the in the uh, district courts where these things are happening and they'll tell you. Um, and so these changes are based on my experience, guys. This, these changes that I'm proposing are based on the, the injustices that I've observed. Um, and they're not hard to correct. Um, it's going to be a, a pretty simple process. Um, we're going to bring in and give the DAs the, the ability to make these decisions instead of dictating to them to do the same thing in every on based on every charge. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Definitely voting for you tomorrow, asking all my friends and family. I Essex want all County. the new DAs. Yeah, all, <laughs> all our listeners tonight, please vote for James O'Shea for Essex County DA. Um, again, even on the cannabis issue, uh, going way back, Jonathan Blodgett, when I was uh, in the decrim campaign, and I told my story about getting arrested and losing a career, he then went on Channel 2 and said I didn't exist. While yep. I gave my testimony. I mean, this is the same guy, and he's endorsed the other guy who's running. So 
you know, there's a reason why I think James, uh, the Blodgett didn't run or, you know, run again, once again. And I think it was a lot uh, to do with the shimmy case and some of the other things that are being highlighted that, that James O'Shea is highlighting tonight. Uh, the opponent isn't talking about these things. So James O'Shea for Essex County DA, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. We're endorsing you. Uh, Rod Weber is noting how great he, this is a, a video movie guy, how great your lighting is. And I, I gotta <laughs> say like, wow, what are you doing over there? You're, you're, you have a team. I, you know, it's what, two years since the pandemic started plus, and I still haven't mastered the lighting behind me. If I leave this light on too deep, it too looks dark, awesome. too bright, it, it blocks everything it out. It looks really good tonight. I gotta say, like, you look like Gotham, like you're like, like yeah, kind of. <laughs> I yeah, we're impressed. That. Thank you very much. Listen, I think you I won really the award for best background. I appreciate all the kind words and your endorsement means the world to me. Uh, I am up against somebody who has just tried to basically take this uh, office by uh, by politics, by getting endorsements from people that um, that he works with in politics. Um, almost exclusively politicians are endorsing him. Um, and so if you look back when the when Blodgett first uh, announced his retirement, there was a side by side picture in the Salem News of Blodgett and uh, Mr. Tucker announcing that he was running. I can tell you that had a really negative impact on some really qualified candidates who would have run for this position, maybe even more qualified than I. Um, I was the only one that had um, the courage to stand up to that and to say we're not going to have this this office, which is a public trust, handed off as a political baton. Uh, that's not okay. And um, so I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to consider our experience, to really look at this like the Salem Evening News did, like the Eagle Tribune did, and to make a decision based on the merits rather than based on the politics. Thank you so much for running. Thank you for everything that you do already with your practice for people. Uh, and thank you for you know advocating for everybody tonight and, and discussing these issues. Thank you so much, James O'Shea. I'm going to be proud to vote for you tomorrow, Tuesday in Essex County. I hope everyone else does as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. Thanks. You too. We're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford with Lauren Pespiza tonight. We've had yeah. so many phone calls. I now know. we want you to call. I don't now even I'm know have to turn the Bluetooth back now on. I'm, now I'm excited that you get to vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> you get to vote for some of these people too. Yes, I, I mean, do. I get to vote for Tammy. Tammy, yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, we're getting messages too, a lot of messages. Um, yeah. Is there, is there, are there more calls in the queue or? Yeah. There, well, there, there aren't any video calls, but a lot of people were calling. Let me turn on the Bluetooth so we can take phone calls again. Okay. Um, I want people to call in. Uh, here we go. We got one calling in right now. Uh, oh, man. I want to hold on. Let me see. I don't want to lose the call, but I don't want to. Uh, I got to get it to the Bluetooth back on. So, Lauren, I mean, you probably want to talk about Boston. We, we're getting some comments. Maybe you can read some of these comments. Oh, we're getting. yeah. I mean, well, Stacey Borden is commenting that you're scrolling through uh, everything that I agree with. And, you know, this is like the elephant in the room, at least, right, for a lot of people listening that are from Boston, you know, talking about the DA race in Suffolk County uh, and trying to call in state my vote for Ricardo Arroyo. We need to change our communities. We need restorative justice. I agree. Um, I am. I'm still a Royal all the way. Uh, and you know, um, 
just based on the politics alone, just based on the policies alone. Oh, here we go. Oh, I just lost that call. Okay, I mean, I'm going to call him back right now. We got a few calls coming in. <laughs> Hi, can you hear us? Oh, they hung up on me now. Okay. <laughs> they probably like, they're calling me back. Um, you know what? Let's try this Boston number too. That might be the person. Let's try that. Let's see if we can make some outgoing calls back. Hi, this is the Young Jerks. Hi, this is the Young Jerks. Were you calling us earlier? Yes, I was. This is Stacy Borden. You're on the air right now. Hi, this is the Young Jerks. Were you calling us earlier? Oh, cool. Yeah, I was just trying to state my vote, which I wrote in the comments. We're, we're gonna uh, put you on mute for one second here. Okay. Actually, we're not on mute. That's not working. Um, we got an echo. Okay. Uh, Stacy, we're gonna ask you to call us back. We we know that you're listening to the show because we can hear the echo. Call us back on the phone number and uh, turn off your what you're watching the show on. Then we're getting a feedback. Yeah, so. mute mute your like uh, computer or whatever you're listening or watching us on. Yeah. So we 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 actually did hang up on her because it wasn't working out. But uh, we want your call. Please call yeah. us back. She's gonna back me up on everything I was just saying. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We, we got another mom. We're gonna take uh, an Essex County call right now. Okay. Hi, you're on the Young Jerks. Oh, maybe they hung up. Maybe that was one of my customers. So, Hello? So. Well, Hello? Hi, you're on the show. Who's this? Hey, this is Stacy Borden again. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, How you sound doing, Stacy? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for having this platform to let us call in who we choose as our Suffolk County DA. Oh, you want to talk about that race? That's exciting. I definitely want to talk about that. So tell us about it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a formerly incarcerated woman. I have been in this community, born and raised 60 years. And I've had the opportunity to work with Ricardo on different levels. One in particular, sitting around the round table discussing race and relations, the disproportionate of sentencing when it comes to the criminal justice system. And I just feel this brother has it. He's he's talking our language. He's treating people like human beings. He's there. He's willing to come into the black and brown communities and finally face all the harm that has been caused in this community with the lack of resources. And so this is not a gentleman that um, has, you know, I'm a survivor. I'm a, I'm a survivor of sexual domestic violence and have always advocated for that. And by no means would I ever say that someone else hadn't had that happen. But I also studied the brain development. And someone to go on and taint this young man, 34 years old, smart, willing, and wanting to do the hard work it takes to turn communities around. And so he has my vote. And I'm hoping that Boston hears it. He did a debate that blew it out the water at Monastar Baptist Church last week. He's on point. He knows the stats. He knows how to turn the community around. 
I really can't say it. I could say more. I could stay on here and talk about Ricardo Arroyo all night. My heart is breaking that anyone can do that to someone and use women. The biggest thing that would hurt anybody to use that background to say that that happened. You know, I just don't see Hayden. I see Hayden going backwards, taking away, stopping everything that Rachel Rollins have put in place. And that's not where we need to go. It's going to hurt us in the black and brown communities. I don't feel that we don't trust it. And I'm speaking for a lot of us in this community. We need Ricardo. We're here for Ricardo. So this is what I want to make sure everyone is aware, because we haven't really talked about Ricardo Arroyo tonight, but I think a lot of our listeners are aware, but some may not, obviously. Uh, Ricardo Arroyo is running for Suffolk County DA. He's someone who's been on the show. I consider his uh, brother, Iraq, a friend of mine. I love him from way back. Uh, We used to do events together with the Boston Freedom Rally and uh, the Foundation Movement. They're awesome. Both of them have been on the show. Felix uh, Senior was the first guest ever on The Young Jerks, and that was like eight years ago. So uh, we have a history together. I love the Arroyo family. There has been allegations that have come out this week. I think people know about them against against the candidate, Ricardo Arroyo. Uh, We haven't endorsed in this campaign. I don't feel like it really makes a difference at this point. Um, However... I agree with everything you're saying, Stacy, for the policy issues. I, I just on that, I would vote for Ricardo. Um, you did mention you. Uh, some of the things about Kevin Hayden. And again, I want to mention I'm not in this district. We used to do a show in Boston. I felt like we have more say in Boston when we did a show in Boston. We're not really in yeah. Boston anymore, but we're still covered, obviously, because it's the biggest city, uh, the biggest uh, district in Massachusetts. It means a lot. Um, this race is yeah. definitely important. I feel like 100% what you said, especially with some of the things that have come out on Twitter over the last couple of days about some of the things that uh, the current district attorney has done to, to overturn yes. all the Rachel Rollins, you know, the things that she That's got done. Right. He just came in and threw it all out. Um, so, and, and there's also a lot of issues related to how this information came out. How did it get leaked? Uh, That's right. In the DA office for political gain. Uh, Kevin Hayden. He's not taking no accountability. Yeah. So, not one piece of accountability. So that's what it we're had to come about. from we're about the current DA, uh, Kevin Hayden, who's got some issues. And Ricardo Arroyo has some allegations against him from when he was a young man. Um, and a lot of things have come out over the last couple of weeks. You're supporting Ricardo Arroyo, Stacey. Uh, how do you feel yeah, you're at that? debate because that that seemed like a pivotal moment of this campaign when ricardo arroyo kevin hayden standing side to side after basically it was electrifying uh, it was electrifying i mean you can't turn around and call someone something out of whom they aren't and then hear the factual stats from the auditor that you lost 1769 sexual files are you kidding me right now? And everything else you turn your back on. He turns his back. He turns his back on our community. He's actually not even from Boston. What does he know about our community and what our community has been through? We should always need and want someone who has been directly impacted and understands trauma. Hayden, Hayden can't understand Arroyo. Hayden can't understand any of us. Any of us who has been impacted by harm in this community, 
we're victims as well. He doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see human beings as human beings. It's just about prosecuting and throwing us away. Look at what he's trying to do to a royal. Just throw him away. With kids, for God's sakes, whatever happened, what's happening now, he's 34 years old. He understands it. He comes from it. He's got policies that we believe in. He's driven from Rachel's policies. He's supported. He's been supported by many people who had to, of course, take their endorsements away. Doesn't mean they're not supporting them. I talk to him all the time. They still want we to are. Win. We, 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 we still want him to win. Yeah. Do you think That's he's right. going to win? That's like, right. what, what you, because you were there at the back. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I have no doubt, young church. I'm telling you, I, I'm, my heart is there. I believe it. If we really talk about change, I heard Ricardo last night talk about people keep talking about lowering crime. How do you lower crime when you're not out here trying to give us no support services and understand where it comes from, the harm, the trauma? We've had a lack of resources for the past 50 years. Our schools are poor quality. I come from this community. And you got a lot of advocacies that's saying we need to turn things around. We need to support someone who's coming in with the right policies, coming in. Rachel was already there. She started making things happen. I don't know how many people know, but there's a couple of ADAs that were terminated that we really believe Hayden has them on the mock to bring them back in. Those are the guys that have been doing appeals, prosecutorial misconduct, corrupt behavior, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about all the Boston police corruption that have, I can count eight wrongful conviction men out that are out now due to the policies that Rachel put in. <laughs> wrongful convictions. We just throw people away. We have children that are going into the prison system as early as 17, 16, 18 years old. Those are children that are getting sentences disproportionate more than the other communities. It's time to wake up. It's time to get the right person in that seat. And that's Ricardo Arroyo. Thank you so that's much. That's coming Stacey. from a whole community, a whole community of formerly incarcerated people. We believe in them. Black and brown communities, Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, we want Ricardo Arroyo. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in, Stacey. You dropped so much good information. Yep. Tell us about the groups that you work with for incarcerated women, too, because I know that you do a lot of work. I do, and I, you know, I, I know the rules that I can't bring in my organization, but I do. I support women coming out of prison. We help them reinvent themselves with a whole bunch of resources. We belong to a lot of different organizations, Families for Justice is Healing, the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, New Beginners Reentry Services. We have a young black man out for good who did a lot of time in prison who has a mental health outpatient facility. We have Fathers Uplift. We have a transformative prison project. We have Justice for Housing. We're all formerly incarcerated people. Damn. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, no, you know what? I, I didn't mean to do this. It's funny. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to Stacey Borden. She was on a roll. We loved her. She was I awesome. know. I was like, I was I was about I to start up. snapping for every group I, I, she was yeah. listing. <laughs> we have another caller though. Okay. We well, I really appreciate Stacey for counselor from Cambridge. Quentin okay. 
Zondervan. Oh, nice. Okay. Are you on the phone, Quentin? Can you hear us? Yes. What's up? Well, you're alive on the show with us right now. Uh, I'm sure you have some people you want to talk up for the primary tomorrow. Absolutely. What do you got for Pretty us? Pretty exciting uh, election season. Well, I am supporting Tammy Govea for lieutenant governor. I saw she was uh, I mean, I, on the show I, I, can earlier. Can you speak and, up a uh, little more? We're, I, we're having a little bit difficulty hearing you, city councilor. Oh, sorry. Is, is it better? Yes, it is. I uh, I am supporting Tammy Govea for lieutenant governor. I saw she was on your show earlier and uh, did a great job. And uh, Shannon Lissworthen for attorney general, as well as Tanisha Sullivan for secretary of state. And Chris Dempsey for auditor. Awesome. So we get uh, you're basically endorsing most of the people that we're endorsing at this point. Um, I think we're staying out of the audit. Yeah, we're staying out of the auditor's race. I kind of like Diana DeZoglio, too. I know that uh, she's a little she's probably less uh, progressive check marks. And that's why you're supporting Chris Dempsey. What do you think about uh, Diana DeZoglio, uh, Quinn, since you're endorsing Chris Dempsey? And then tell us why Chris Dempsey. I think Diana's great, too. And uh, I, I actually met with her. But. Chris was, uh, he was earlier to the game. <laughs> he, he locked up his endorsements um, early on. But, uh, you know, I, I think either one would be great, but but I did endorse uh, Chris early on in the race. Awesome. And we also had Tammy, as you mentioned, or, or earlier on the show. She's a current state rep. She does a lot of great work. Why do you like her for lieutenant governor in another highly contested race? Well, you know, again, I think she's she's the more progressive candidate in this race, and uh, we could really we could really use some of that in the governor's office. You know, I think Marjorie's going to be great, but she's not facing any uh, any challenges, so <laughs> it'd be good to have to have Tammy there uh, by her side. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Quentin. Anything else you want to leave us with about the primary tomorrow? No, I just uh, want to encourage people to vote. It's important. I think, you know, some of these races may seem locked up, but it's still important to vote and uh, make your voice heard. Thank you so much. That's Cambridge City Councilor Quentin Zahn calling in, giving, uh, giving us his... Uh, primary endorsements who he's voting for tomorrow thank you so much for calling in definitely my pleasure we're the young jerks uh we've taken a number of calls i think we're up to uh how many camp campaigns candidates or elected officials have we had tonight uh, as in uh, we got another call so let's, another take one, call. Maybe. <laughs> let's take this call it's it, we're just gonna we're trying to break records right yeah, I guess. hello hi who's on the phone hi there um, my name is Jean. I'm calling from Marblehead, and I wanted to bring you back to the amazing women of the Essex Ace uh, race. Awesome. Uh, tell us about it. What, 
Who are you supporting? Who are you voting for? Um, I am supporting Terry Toro. I've been really excited. I'm a first-time campaign volunteer working for her. And uh, my story of why I'm supporting her is uh, about a year ago, we met um, and started working on some local town transparency issues as a grassroots group called Power Up. And as I got to know Terry and I got a chance to spend a little time with her and she was considering running, she said to me, will you come with me? I'm going to go support the teachers in Lynn. Um, They're in the midst of their contract negotiations. And I'm like, sure. So I went out and um, it was amazing how easy it was for me having spent a lot of time living here, but traveling for work, being able to connect with a community with someone with Terry's leadership because she said, come with me. She said, here's the issue. Here's what we're doing. Here's how we're here to support. And I watched so many people come up to her and meet her with that authentic, known her forever. Um, and I was like, she's amazing. I, I'm just going to support her. I'll hold signs, do whatever. Um, I also got to watch her support her union members through different issues. So I just really wanted to let people know if you really want to be able to participate in local government, Terry is accessible. She's passionate. She's an amazing leader. And um, I'm super excited to have already voted for her. And I do love all the other women that are in this race. Um, and I think you, you guys kind of amplified a post I made about being annoyed about um, articles. So thank you for that. I will see you on Twitter. I'll be out holding signs. I'm proud of the fabulous foursome of the Essex 8th and here for Terry. Thank you so much. Can you say your name again one more time for us? It's Jean Lampkin from Marblehead. Jean Lampkin. Did I get right? The first name, Jean. Yep, you got it. Awesome. And I know, I know, yeah, we were talking on Twitter as well. And thank you so much for your call. And Terry is a great candidate and very excited uh, for tomorrow. And are you going to be standing out probably at uh, one of these? Uh, I hope so. I um, I will get out on and off as everybody else has the Zoom work days. So I'll run over to our community center with signs and um, and be there to support her and, and all the rest of the folks in, that are running tomorrow. Awesome. I, I'll be looking for you tomorrow. Um, looking for all the signs tomorrow. I love it. Driving around town. And yeah, and thank, thank you guys for doing this show. I, there are other candidates who I, I voted early by mail, so it was sort of just affirming to see uh, some of the folks come on. I'm glad I circled their um, bullet spots on the ballot. And um, thank you for doing this show. It's great. Thank you so much for taking part. We really appreciate it. All right. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Go vote. Bye. Primary election tomorrow. We've, we've had quite a few calls. We haven't gotten to them all. I mean, yeah. I, I wonder if I should start calling back the rest or just let it go tonight. What do you think, Lauren? Um. Well, I don't know who the rest is. Yeah, I know, right? Who was calling? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious. Well, I'm going to look now. I'm going I'm, I'm to look, actually, just to see. It's funny. Now my screens are, are not working the way I want them to, but I'm doing so many things at once. I love it. This, is, this is a I'm, very busy show. Yeah, it was. And that's why you were really helpful on this, Lauren. I really oh, appreciate it. I still being haven't done my, my speed round, the best of the rest. On yeah. The why don't you tell us who you like? Because I know you have a lot of other campaigns that you've been looking at. Yeah. I only covered a few that I really knew about. Yeah, um, you're like I, the Essex guy. Like, yeah, you know, and, and the like ones falling that I within feel like your area. There's um, a lot of contested races up in Essex right now. And, yeah, and like and so DA I, race. I, I've been waiting for a DA race for 
20 years up there. Oh, I know, so. right? I, I, I'm all excited about – basically, I just wish – the only DA, uh, DAA race I'm disappointed in is the one that isn't happening, which is uh, against Mary and Ryan. I would love for somebody to primary her, but all the other DA races I'm so happy about. Um, so uh, so here's a couple a couple things I looked into. Uh, we had uh, Nicole Masalem running for state oh, yeah. rep in Medford. We've had Nicole on the show. Uh, she is on the ticket tomorrow. I suggest you vote for her. She's. I would definitely vote for her. No definitely vote for it. her. We've got Heather May and Waltham running for state rep. Awesome progressive woman. Raul Fernandez is running for state rep. I believe he's running for one of the people who's running for some Chris Dempsey's seat. And uh, I saw a lot of my friends canvas for him. He's endorsed by all the right people. I'd suggest if you're in Brookline, vote for Raul Fernandez. Robin Kennedy out in Worcester, also being canvassed for by the right people, endorsed by the right people, running for state rep in Worcester. If you're all the way out in Worcester, I suggest that. Paul DePaulo for Governor's Council. Also, Mara Dolan for Governor's Council. If you're in like Middlesex, all my family, like all my family is. I was really excited that somebody I know gets to vote for her because she's been on the show too, and I like her. And Governor's Council is especially important. And I only learned about the importance of it by doing the show with you and Rod Weber and Greg Housh that time that uh, Judge Sinnott was not allowing Rachel Rollins to null process him. And we oh, learned yeah. what the Governor's Council was. So yep. it's really good to see people finally running for it. So. And it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because <laughs> I want to mention something else about Kevin Hayden. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that, too. Well, but no, we get... just, just one little fact, because okay. I, I want to go back to your endorsements, because this is okay. perfect. It ties in perfectly. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the Kevin Hayden comes from the parole, parole board. Mm. We've had almost no commutation. When you look at a state like Connecticut, we're, like, so far behind on this stuff. And it's yeah. another reason why. It's like, why would you vote for Kevin Hayden? Yeah, he's not going to do anything for the little guy. So go ahead with, I know you've got some I've other, got other issues with Kevin Hayden yeah. too, but they're com more complicated though. I yes, don't know who yes. we're going to get into. I, I think you have some other, um, um, so there is somebody, there is somebody running against Sheriff Tompkins in Suffolk, the Suffolk County Sheriff, uh, Sandy Calixte, if I said it right. Honestly, I just can't stand Sheriff Tompkins. He, uh, has let six women die in the Suffolk County jail over the past couple of years. And like, that's abhorrent, especially since most of them were held awaiting trial, not even convicted of anything yet. So uh, anyone challenging him has my vote. Um, so I'll be voting for Sandy for Suffolk, Suffolk County Sheriff. We have Eunice Zeigler running for DeZoglio's old seat up in Lawrence for state rep. Um, I looked into all the candidates and uh, actually spoke with her today. And uh, she is a uh, pro lifting the ban on rent control. That's like one of my big first questions to ask. How progressive are you? Lift the ban on rent control. Hell what yeah. is her name again? Eunice Ze Zeigler. Eunice Zeigler. Um, she's, a, you know, uh, and she is, uh, also, uh, not one of those, uh, people in the pockets of charter schools. Um, that's a, apparently the, uh, opposing person, I forget his name is kind of more establishment and not as far to the left. So vote for the lefty Eunice Zeigler for DeZoglio's old seat. Uh, and then Vivian Birchall in Middlesex is running for Tammy Govea's old seat. Um, and I am also endorsing her. Um, I would love to see her. I know she'll be working with Dan Cena and Jamie Eldridge if she gets in. So I'd love to see her get in. You know, we can get a few more votes in the house for lifting the ban yeah. on control. And also, Nika El Guardo 
Oh yeah. And Liz Miranda are both yeah, right. That's a tough one. Again, that's a that tough was like, one. Right? I like both like, of them. I don't that know. seat was left open by Sonia Chang Diaz. What Nick, do we do? Nika's I don't know. Our, I like them both a lot. Nika's our friend. She's been on We like Nika. I, I love, love Nika. Nika a lot. I love Nika. I, I, I guess I'm endorsing Nika. It's luckily one. not my district, so I don't have to make that tough choice. I know. I'm I I'm personally like I love Nika. That's all I'm gonna say on that race because I I like them both, but I I really do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's helped us. She's like come to events. She's like awesome. She shows up. Yeah, she is. I'm not saying Liz doesn't, but personally for me, Nika's been there more. (laughs) So that's my conflict. That's why I'm not even endorsing anyone. Yeah, I don't want to be picking people based on personal relationships. I thought it should be mentioned that that's an interesting race as well. But yeah, I didn't even know about Sandy until recently, which kind of is terrible because honestly, I would love to see Sheriff Tompkins taken out by anybody. God, like, you know, Donald Duck could do a better job running the Suffolk County Jail as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to vote for her and I'm excited that I have somebody else to vote for besides him. And I'm going to personally, though you're not endorsing, I am personally voting for Ricardo Arroyo um, he has been receptive. If you want to endorse, it's up to you. I mean, I'm endorsing person. Ricardo Arroyo. I'm I don't think it Ricardo makes a Arroyo. difference. You know, I don't think it doesn't what, make a difference. We say at this I want to say that when everything happened with, you know, me and Rod and, you know, the fascists coming into town and us calling out the bullshit that the police head of the police department was saying, and even that Rachel was saying, he's the one who listened to us. Yeah. He's the one who called for a city council hearing that I'm not sure ever really happened. You know, but um, he was the one who was extremely receptive, asking me questions, wanting more information, letting like like believing us, believing us. When we're That's talking right. about. I know who I want to win. Yeah. And I know who uh, I would vote for if I was in Boston. It would be Ricardo Arroyo. Yeah. I'm glad that we had Stacy on tonight, a voter yeah. in the district. Who, she's got a stake. Uh, she's someone who's laid it active, educated. I love Stacy Borden. She's given us comments again. I'm sorry we disconnected you from the call. Yeah. Uh, we, I actually want to have her on as like a standalone guest, just yeah, to interview her for like an hour. Oh, oh, I She's forgot. Awesome. Other- Stacy Borden. I can't wait to talk to you again on the show. She yeah. wrote a comment. I love you guys. Thank you for speaking on the horrors with Sheriff Tompkins. May peace be with those that are gone. And exactly. she writes hashtag Liz Miranda for Senate. She's supporting okay, Liz. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough one. She also and writes then, Sandy is the one about one of your endorsements. Sandy's the yep for for sheriff and uh, also oh I forgot Rasan Hall for DA in Plymouth County. Oh yeah, we're endorsing him definitely. Yeah, we're endorsing Rasan Hall. Hall. We're also uh, endorsing McMahon. Uh, she's that's right. the female candidate running against the DA out in Bristol County. It's you know Bristol. Got to get all the old DAs out. Yeah, <laughs> Bristol County and Essex County have been so regressive for being in Easter mass for too long. And, and yeah. we need to change that. So we're supporting McMahon. Definitely. Uh, Frida Riffello or Rita. Rita. Those my few names on Facebook. She writes as sheriff of the County. I will protect you from the fascists. Okay. We'll tell everyone in Plymouth to write you in for sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> People are announcing their campaigns on our yeah. show the night before the campaign. This is exciting. It's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got more us. calls. We could be calling people back right now. This calls that came in from Reading, Salem, uh, some other towns too. But I'm I'm afraid that we if we call back some of these folks, they're not number one. You know, could be sleeping at this point. I wonder if they're like <laughs> prank calls from haters. Yeah, and also I'm surprised you know, we didn't get any them- haters by accident. Yeah, and some of them might have already called in. Like some, like you know, some of them could be candidates. Yeah, who actually decided to use a stream yard because they couldn't get through the phone line. So, 
Um, if you want to call in, because we did miss a lot of calls earlier, this is your opportunity. Phone lines are wide open. We still have a lot of listeners too. So 978-560-3155. Tell us who you're voting for, why you're voting for them. Give us the heads up. There are some other people too we endorsed, uh, and we've already mentioned Tanisha. You know about oh, yeah. Tanisha Sullivan? Yeah. Running for Secretary of State against the incumbent Tom Galvin. I support Tanisha 100%. I hope she wins. Important seat, an important office. So Tanisha Sullivan is another one we're supporting. Definitely. But I don't know. I, I think uh, we may be winding down here finally. I think we got through the... Uh, the rush hour, Lauren. I know. I'm out of. I'm out of candidates. I, I, I did my speed. My speed list of the rest of the left. <laughs> this is perfect. We did. I think 90 minutes. How long? Are no we matter left? where you live, I'm giving you someone to vote for. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And this show tonight isn't about giving you every candidate to vote for. No. This is about saying, you know what? There are there are campaigns in your backyard, no matter where you live, to vote for. We were yeah. pointing them out tonight. And some of our favorite districts in Massachusetts, but you could be living listening to this in California. Let's take this call. Let's take this call. This was a call back from someone else earlier. Hello, who's calling? Yeah. Hi, this is Rachel Ramon Hey, Rachel, how you doing? Good. How are you? Awesome. Long time. I haven't heard from you. I mean, I know you're on my Facebook friend, but I haven't heard your voice in a long time. Do I still have my Boston accent? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I wish I was in Boston now so that I could vote for Mara Dolan. She's um, amazing. And I thought it was important to talk about um, part of her campaign I've been paying close attention to because even though I'm not in Massachusetts, I still care about the place. And one thing I like about Mara is that she is pro-choice. And, be, and being so pro-choice on the governor's council, it's going to be very important that we have a pro-choice, uh, somebody deciding on which judges will be making decisions. So in other words, if a woman is maybe 16 years old and she's pregnant, she might have to go in front of a judge. It's important that that judge is pro-choice. So that's why I think it's important for everybody to consider voting for Mara Solon oh, for governor's so, council. I am so glad you called in on that because I... I... That is like one of my big endorsements, and we haven't talked about it tonight. It's a really important seat. Yeah, it's hoping. Yeah, and, and we've had her on the show. Um, there was a scandal. Mm -hmm. too. There's a huge scandal. I mean, we've talked about kind of two of the three scandals tonight that we wanted to talk about, Lauren, but we never got to the third one, which is the governor's council race. Uh, her. Oh, yeah. The person that Mara Dolan is running against, the incumbent who's been on the governor's council for decades yeah. unopposed. She lied on her endorsements. She said a U.S. Congress rep endorsed her, two people endorsed her that did not endorse her. Chris Dempsey was the other. Um, and this isn't the first time she's been caught doing this. She did this in a prior election. WGBH has reported on it. Um, Myra Dolan is so awesome. She's got so many endorsements. Here's someone that's a public defender. We haven't had a public defender in so long on the governor's council. It's needed. We also have a woman who's earned, she, as she said, she earned her endorsement. She didn't lie about her endorsements. She earned them. She's got major endorsements from the grassroots 
to the top, you know? So 100%, she's come on this show. We love Mara Dolan. Vote for her for Governor's Council. Rachel, I think I've told you this before, but I love you, and I even love you even more tonight for calling <laughs> in on that. Have I told you that enough lately? I love you. And Lauren, I love you too. We love you. Thank you for Lauren, calling in and reminding my us. Hero, that's Lauren. so important. And Good to hear from you. And Mike, you're such an inspiration um, for my activism and for um, working on cannabis in Massachusetts and here in D.C. Just thank you so much for all that you've done. And thank you so much, Lauren, for everything you've done. And I love, I love your style, Lauren. I love how you do it. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Great call. This is a good call to end the show on too. Rachel, you are amazing. You've done great work in DC and in Massachusetts, everywhere you go. We love you. I love uh, her style too. Yeah. We love your style. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, I, wish, you I wish more activists were like, were like Rachel. Yeah. Aww, you're so sweet. Okay. I love you guys. Have a good Everybody night. get out and vote. Yes. Get Me out too. and vote Tuesday in the primary. That's from our friend Rachel calling in. She's supporting Myra Dolan. For Governor's Council, it's really important to vote tomorrow, no matter where you are. Again, a reminder, vote. And, and not only vote, look it up tonight. Figure out who you're going to vote for. Make a plan. Know, know who the candidates are. And you don't have to spend a lot of time. I'm telling you, you go on the two websites, within two seconds, you know who you want to vote for. And if it's, you don't know like, who's on your ballot, you can just yeah. go to, there's a mass.gov, like you can put in your address, and then you know, and then you know who to look up. It's really easy. And another call that we probably missed tonight, unfortunately, was uh, the Kyle Davis campaign. Uh, My girlfriend, Carmelita, she hit me up last this week and said, what about this guy, Kyle Davis? We should vote for him. He's not actually in our district. He's just outside of it. But I was uh, like, honey, he already came on the show. You didn't miss that episode. <laughs> you, you saw every episode but that one, apparently. But uh, we love Kyle Davis. Uh, and again, you could see the difference. He's he's running against a long-term incumbent who, uh, you know, is a she's pretty good. I'm not going to say she's horrible, but Kyle Davis, he set himself apart with the policy work. You go to his website, you see the work that he's doing, what he's talking about. I want to see Kyle Davis for Massachusetts State Senate, a young guy who I feel has earned the spot. That's good. Let's flip and him he out. He doesn't have flip a lot of out, privilege. Get more stuff done. He doesn't have a lot of privilege at all. This kid, this guy, Kyle Davis for Mass Senate is another one that where I'm endorsing. The, the show is endorsing. Uh, you can vote for him in Danvers and a lot of other cities and towns. But again, reminder, tomorrow, vote, number one. Number two, make sure you have a plan. You know who you're going to vote for. Don't, don't, don't regret your vote later. Make sure you know. It could always be down voters. to one vote. Yeah. It's a local election. It's a primary. You know how much your vote counts in this? Like, it matters really so now. much. People don't realize. <laughs> and, 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 like We've had uh, campaigns for Boston City Council. Big city. One vote. One vote made the difference, and they came yeah. on the show. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> 978-560-3155 is our phone number. Please uh, put that in your phone for the next show. We want you to call in. That's our new permanent phone number. We can take calls. Um, I also want just to let people know, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. Give us the reviews there. We really appreciate it. Anything you, you can do to support us. Uh, we, we also, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, what am I missing? Twitter, especially Twitter and Facebook. Please like, subscribe, 
follow us, all that stuff. I want to thank everyone for calling in. I, I wish I could keep track of all the calls. We had so many calls, it's impossible. Five, how many six, How many uh, candidates well, do you think we had call in tonight? Eight. Eight or nine, maybe. Lawrence County. I'm like, what is going it? Going back. We had, well, we had four, and then we had one, maybe seven. I think we had more than that. But we might I, have had actually, I think you might be right. I think we might have had seven, seven but seven. if we include Quentin, it's probably eight. Yeah. He's a, but he's, he's not really running. But he's an elected him. official. Yeah. Yeah. City councilor. Yeah. We'll count it after, though. I don't, I don't know if we broke a record tonight, but we came. That's a pretty high record if we have a very them. respectable <laughs> primary show. We had a lot of good calls, a lot of yeah. good quality people. Uh, I want to thank the ones I can remember. Our Jenny Armini for calling him, Diane Slavitt Bayless for calling in, Polly Tickcom. Terry Toro, all four of those are running for 8th Essex State Rep in Swampscott Marblehead. We endorse them. Please vote for one of them tomorrow in Swampscott Marblehead in the primary. I also want to thank Virginia Lay, uh, Virginia Lee for calling in. Uh, she's running for Essex County Sheriff. Vote for her again tomorrow, Essex County Sheriff. James O'Shea, he also called in. He's running for Essex County DA. He had the best lighting of the night. Definitely yeah. vote for him. Dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So that's what six candidates right there. And then we had uh Lieutenant Governor Tammy. Oh yeah. So we had a, a, and then if you count right Quentin, that's like eight, right? What is it? If you count Quentin, then that's eight, right? Yeah, we had eight between candidates and electeds, we had eight people, yeah, calling in tonight, which is a that's definitely good. a good number. It's pretty good. We did good work. <laughs> we had and, Rita, and, we had Rita comment. She's running for Plymouth County Sheriff. Yeah, if we could count her. <laughs> And we also had uh, other phone calls too. So, I mean, we took more than uh, 10 or 11 calls. And yeah, we did. In an hour and 45 minutes. And we had great callers too. Yeah. Awesome. I, I want to thank you so much, Lauren Pespiza, for co-hosting tonight. At Splendid Spoon on Twitter. Follower, liker, supporter on Facebook. Where else are you at? You're everywhere. Where are you? I'm Where Splendid can people Spoon find? everywhere. I don't know. At but, Splendid Spoon, just Google it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not the soup delivery company. I'm still waiting for them to offer me money for that handle. They never have yet. So, but, I wonder uh, how much that would be worth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Go check out 2020 the dumpster fire on Tubi. It's free on Tubi, and Tubi's a free service. So if you subscribe to Tubi, you can watch a movie that we made called 2020 the dumpster fire, and it's a uh, pretty good. It's also on Apple TV and all this other stuff. Um, you know, that's still the movie that is the most recent movie that we've made. We're making other movies, election movies coming up soon. 2024 is right around the corner. Hopefully it gets just as crazy. Hopefully not that crazy though. And, uh, you know, oh, also we're suing the Boston police department. Yay. So definitely follow your husband Rod is suing the Boston police department. Yes. It's like our new baby lawsuit. We're so excited. And uh, it's a good. It's I'm a good sure. Thing. I'm sure that's going to be a future episode on here. Yeah, I know. Probably stay tuned for that one. Um, so I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for and, inviting me. This was really fun. Um, we also have to thank uh, Dr. So Tammy Govea for calling in. She's yes. a state rep. Uh, she's running for lieutenant governor. Did we miss anyone? Well, I mean, we Stacey also Borden. had the who? Stacy Borden. Stacy Borden calling awesome in, call. and uh, Rachel, who just called in. Yep. And anyone else we missed tonight, we're sorry. We tried to I get all your calls. I thought we get calls. at least one hater, and we didn't. Oh, I know. I'm sure. We had so many <laughs> calls tonight, we we didn't get them all on. It was uh, You just so. hit the right ones when you answered. Yeah. 
I kind of like the haters, though. I know. Especially I really now I have the board control. and I can control it. Before, like, we'd get haters. It was still fun. Yeah. Because I could point at the producer and tell him, you know, when to cut him off. But now I like it. I could turn him up and turn him down. So I could have, like, a real <laughs> shouting match at him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. awesome. I control yeah. everything. I'm a master of my own universe. Except yeah. when I screw up the call and I drop the call, then I can't yell at myself. Remember, I used to yell at Herb. Oh, yeah. Producer I know. Herb. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't call in. What the heck? Murphy, oh, uh, Brian Murphy and producer Herb. Those are my two go-to producers that have worked with in the past. Are laughing their asses off watching me produce these show. <laughs> yeah. the shows now. Well, I think you did a good job. I'm all right. You're doing good. It's tough to talk and do this at the same time. It's yeah. also, I got an issue with the headphones. I don't know if you can tell. My voice is too loud in the headphones. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to like turn everyone else up and turn my voice down. It sounds fine in the feed, but I, I, mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that out. We're okay. working on it. It's like one last little thing to fix in this new studio, but yeah, everything else is awesome. Yeah, it was good. It's a great show. I want to thank mm -hmm. everyone for supporting us, listening to us. All the comments. We didn't even get all the comments up. The, the instant feedback that we get on our page. Tried to post some of them tonight, but there were a lot of those too as well. Um, and uh, Reader is still looking for votes tomorrow <laughs> in the Democratic primary. Uh, she She's running for emperor. She says, um, uh, oh, actually, that's Rod Weber. They're both running. I don't know what they're running for. They're both announcing candidacies in our comments. I don't know. This is getting out of control. But uh, <laughs> Rod Weber says, why haven't you talked about the fight that broke out the other day? I was Ooh. just about to mention that with Stacey Borden, uh, you know, but I that didn't quite get to it. But yeah. I don't know. Do we really want to talk about fist fights? I mean, kind it's of all ugly. there, and it, you know, online for anyone to see it. Yeah, Rod always wants to talk about the 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 drama, the fights. Well, he is a film director. He loves the drama, and the fights. He knows what sells. Yeah, right. I saw like all my usual buddies. Uh, I don't know. We could talk about other stuff too. Me getting trolled by people and dude, I got I've gotten so stuff. much. We more, didn't like, even mention that. What? I've gotten so much more hate too. Like, like it was like everybody forgot about me for a while, and then like I started like backing up people like for candidacy on Twitter, and then everybody like jumped down my like all these. Oh old, yeah, you were you were wicked down my throat. I'm I, like, I think you and I have taken more heat this week yeah, than probably ever before. I know, but we're not even talking about it. We don't. We're just like laughing. We're like, yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> you hate us, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that, we don't oh I'm, your name. We don't care. Yeah, like, you still honestly, remember us, huh? Okay, yeah. that's funny. So it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a fun couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. All right. So tomorrow, everyone vote. Yep. Please vote tomorrow primary in Massachusetts and, and keep supporting this show. I, I see the community out there. I know who you are. The friends, the supporters, you're part of this show. I, I say we a lot. The reason is, is it's just not me. We have a community here, and uh, Splendid Spoon especially is a big part of that. I want to thank you again, Lauren Pespiza. I want to thank Carmelita. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I want to thank my people, Brian Murphy. I want to thank Herbie. We're the Young Jerks. We'll be back. I don't know when. We'll see. Very soon. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Have a great night, everyone. Go vote. Peace. Vote, 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 vote. You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford.